Can you all believe it's Thanksgiving already? This year has flown by. Welcome back to Health Bite, my podcast where I offer you small, actionable bites towards healthy weight and weight management through greater mental, emotional, and physical well being. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udim, and I created this podcast as an alternative to the noise to offer you knowledge based guidance in the areas of nutrition fitness, habit change, and mindset that I use with my patients in my medical practice every day to help them achieve healthy weight and health. I am so happy to be in this moment. I absolutely love Thanksgiving. It's all about food and family and togetherness, not to mention this time of year. Thanksgiving marks the beginning of the holidays which also represents time off, time for rest and respite and relaxation, as well as wrapping up the end of the year and setting new intentions, new beginnings and new opportunities. So I just love, love, love it. Of course, Thanksgiving, as I mentioned, is intertwined with food. We uh, celebrate by sitting around the table together with family and friends. And as much as we like to tune into the meaning of the day and the season, if you have spent your life obsessing about food and your weight, you can't help but worry just a little bit about how to navigate Thanksgiving meal and the holidays in general. The holidays are tough when it comes to food because there is so much celebrating and, of course, culturally, celebration is always tied to food for us. And the holidays are a time of weight gain. And if you are, again, have been in this place of managing your weight and being mindful of your consumption, it can be a little bit triggering. The studies show that we indeed do gain weight during the holidays, on average, several pounds a year. And if we let that go unchecked, it can accumulate over time to become important. So I want to talk today about how to be mindful around Thanksgiving, consumption around the holidays. I want to offer some tips and strategies and hopefully some inspiration and food for thought. So people always ask, patients always ask this time of year, Thanksgiving's coming up, I need some tips on how to manage it. And while I like to be um, thoughtful around staying in the moment and in the spirit of the holiday season, I also like to be practical and offer practical guidance. So the one thing that I really recommend is Don't be hungry. Now, what does that mean? Oftentimes when we are anticipating a big meal, like a Thanksgiving afternoon feast, or even we know we're going out to a decadent restaurant for dinner, we think the best strategy is to not eat, not eat, not eat all day, save up all the calories so that we can use it for that special particular meal. But that really is 
exactly what you should not do. Because when you go into a big meal, having fasted, you can't help but be hungry, really, really hungry. And what's happening to your body physiologically is that your hunger hormones are dysregulated. You have so ignored your hunger that they've gone haywire. Those hormones have gone haywire. And now the hunger is so big that it is hard to satiate. So that one meal can easily become way more in volume and calories than you ever expected or imagined because you just can't satiate. Not to mention that when you arrive to a meal really hungry, you uh, cannot regulate yourself. So you may find yourself over-consuming bread or snacks or sweets or crackers and cheese, something that you may not have so much desire for only because you're so hungry that you can't control yourself and your intake. So rather than be super hungry or go into the meal really hungry, be satiated. And how do you do that? Number one, start the day with a high protein breakfast. We know that consuming a high protein breakfast on the order of 20 to 30 grams in that meal can help suppress your hunger hormones all day long. So one way to manage your hunger is by making sure you have adequate protein for breakfast. What does that mean? Well, an egg is about six to seven grams of protein. On the flip side, a tablespoon of peanut butter is only two. Protein shake, a high quality protein shake like what we offer at Dell Nutrition is 20 grams of protein. The protein bar, our Dell bar is 16 grams of protein. Of course, there are lots of varieties out there. Make sure they are low calorie varieties, meaning at least under 200 calories and at least over 15 grams of protein. Greek yogurt, depending on the flavor or brand, can be anywhere from 12 to 18 grams of protein. Same with cottage cheese. Low fat, 2% cottage cheese can give you 16 to 18 grams of protein. Of course, animal proteins like chicken give you a high amount of protein, 25 to 27 grams per three ounces. It may seem weird to have chicken for breakfast, but maybe you make a scramble, a high protein scramble and add some pieces of chicken in it. Regardless, pump up your breakfast with protein because it'll help curb your hunger and help keep you from being super aggressively hungry when that Thanksgiving meal arrives. Uh, what else? In the spirit of protein consumption, consider having a protein shake before you leave for your Thanksgiving meal. I know, again, this sounds really counterintuitive. Why would you eat something right before you head out the door? But it takes your gut and your brain about 20 to 30 minutes to communicate with each other. A high protein shake that is low calorie is going to help tame that hunger. It's not going to control it or eliminate it. So you can still go and have your meal. But again, having that protein shake on board is going to help manage that hunger so that you can make mindful choices once you're there. So consider it. Consider having a protein shake before you leave. Some other tips, start the day in a way that is really aligned with the behaviors that you're trying to maintain. In addition to having that high protein shake, go for a walk, a run, have a workout that morning. Oftentimes our behaviors 
kind of, they go together, right? So if we feel like we're not going to have a great food day, then we decide to throw in the towel on everything else, including our workout. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So by going for a nice brisk walk or run or your uh, workout, engaging in your workout that morning, you remind yourself that it's not all in one. We are not going to throw in the towel on the day just because we're anticipating a big meal. We can still remind ourselves to stay aligned with healthy behaviors by starting out the day with a healthy behavior. What to do once you're at the meal. So I always recommend having a healthy serving of protein and doubling up on your portion of veggies. So you're not going to get quote fat or gain weight on turkey. So have the turkey. The protein is going to help suppress your hunger hormones, help satiate you quicker than anything else on that plate. And the way you manage your portions then is by doubling up on the veggies. So a healthy portion of protein, double up on your veggies, and that will help take up more space in your stomach with the high nutritious foods. And then you can reserve the remainder of your plate for the yummy, carby, sweet things that maybe are not as nutritious. One of the other big reasons that we put on the pounds during the holidays is alcohol. I've talked to you a lot about alcohol on this podcast and on Instagram at Dr. Adrian Udeem. Alcohol gets in the way of healthy weight maintenance in a variety of ways. Number one, it's empty calories. You already knew that. Uh, And it also makes you disinhibited to eat more. So those two are obvious. But did you know that alcohol also interferes with leptin? Leptin is a hunger hormone or rather a satiety hormone. So it does the opposite of hunger. It actually signals fullness to the brain. Leptin is released by your fat cells and helps us regulate our hunger. Well, alcohol literally intercepts leptin, interferes with that communication between our fat cells and the brain, and thereby prevents us from getting that satiety signal, that signal that we're full. So alcohol will impact the weight, not only in the ways that we know that are obvious, but also in the ways that we don't know and are not so obvious. So how do you manage alcohol intake? One strategy is by alternating your alcoholic beverages with your non-alcoholic beverages like sparkling water to help put on the brakes. But another strategy is abstinence. And I know this is a crazy notion for some of you who equate the holidays and togetherness with drinking, but I promise you that it is something to be considered. I have personally put the brakes on alcohol for several months to help get more clarity and focus with some of the professional things that I'm doing. And I have to tell you, once you decide intentionally that you're going to not partake, it's really not such a big deal. So think about it. Think about going into the meal with a mindset of abstinence. It may surprise you how actually easy it is. But if you do choose to drink, manage it by alternating non-alcoholic beverages. One of the other reasons why we overeat during a Thanksgiving meal is because there's no end, right? The table is set beautifully. 
And it remains filled with food long after we have consumed enough. And so then we find ourselves going back again and again, more and more kind of grazing all day long. So one way to manage that is by really defining the end of a meal. If you're still sitting at the table, throw your napkin into the plate. It seems like something so minor and trivial, but by doing that, you're really signaling, I'm done uh, to others and to yourself. And so you're, you're less likely to go back for seconds and thirds after you've already made the decision that you've had enough. Another way of signaling the end of the meal is by getting up and grabbing a hot coffee or tea or even a sparkling water. These beverages, because they're hot or sparkling, slow you down. Uh, You drink the beverages slowly. And in doing so, you're giving time for your gut to communicate with your brain, to relay to your brain that you've consumed food and let those hunger signals or satiety signals trigger the hypothalamus of your brain where your hunger centers live. And then you're giving yourself an opportunity to really feel full. So try consuming a hot or sparkly beverage after you've completed your meal. You'll find that by the time you get through that beverage, it's harder to go back for more. Now that we've had through some of the practical strategies, let's get to some of the mental emotional strategies. And Remind yourself why you're there. I mean, yes, we equate so much of Thanksgiving to the beautiful meal, but we're also there for family, for connection. And I know this might be a little bit triggering for some because if you're in a normal family, it's not all roses. There are aspects of the family that are challenging and difficult. And these things bubble up during the holidays. So Try and be really intentional and present in the moment. Try and engage with your family members and your friends in a way that is meaningful, acknowledging their shortcomings if if that's what comes up. But remind yourself that the holidays, not only are they time for food and pleasure, but they're a time for pleasure through connectivity and connection. And reminding yourself why you were there will take away some of the obsession, for lack of a better word, or compulsion around food. Now, let's just say that you did all this and the day got away from you and you overconsumed, and you did that. Really? So what? <laughs> I mean, let's really think about this as much as much importance that we put on this one meal or sometimes meals, it's not such a big deal. It's just one meal. So you overate, you didn't do what you intended despite your best intentions. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Do you know what matters? What matters is the moment after. What did you do the moment after? Not what you did in that moment. Let that go. You enjoyed it move on. What are you doing the moment after? And I bet if you're like most of us, this is what you're doing. 
You're obsessing about why you did what you did. You're ruminating about why you did what you did. And that is leading you to throw in the towel, to sabotage yourself, to say, what the hell? I already did X, Y, and Z. And so you start the next day with the guilt or remorse of the day before and the desire to throw in the towel, the desire to continue that splurge or binge by doing it all over again. How about this? How about you let it go, give yourself the kindness and self-compassion of maybe not having acted the way you wanted or not having seen the day out the way as planned, or maybe you just enjoy the fact that you had yummy indulgences and now you move on. And now you start the day with a fresh mind and a fresh start. So Get up Friday morning, strap on your shoes and get out there. Go for your walk again. Go for your run. Hydrate. Drink water. Make sure that your thirst and your hunger cues are not getting confused. And then when you come back from that walk, run, workout, whatever your movement of choice is, maybe it's just a stretch in the backyard. Now prepare yourself an intentionally healthy breakfast. Prepare yourself a meal that is from the heart with the intention of really nourishing yourself. Think about the moment after because that is everything. That fork in the road when you can either continue to go down the path of overindulgence or reel yourself back in and start anew. Last but not least, tune into what this time of year represents. As I mentioned earlier, Thanksgiving is the siren call to the beginning of the holiday season and the end of the year. So use this time to take stock of the year. Think about what went on for you, what you accomplished. And I really recommend that you sit down and write kind of a different type of gratitude practice, which is a gratitude to yourself. Think about all of the things that you have done for yourself and for others this year. If you can't remember, consider going back into your your planner, into your calendar. Think about friends and family birthdays that you may have helped celebrate, bringing some joy and love into their lives. Think about things that you may have done for school uh, and your children. Maybe you volunteered this, this year excessively or did things for your children. Think about maybe other ways in which you have engaged with community and gave of yourself and your time to friends, family members, or even strangers. Think about what you may have accomplished for yourself. Maybe you were able to initiate a streak of movement and physical activity. Maybe you were able to reverse that sleeplessness and binging on Netflix that started for you during the pandemic. Maybe you started a writing practice. Maybe you did something amazing at work and had a professional triumph or accomplishment. Take some time to take stock of your year and write down 20 things that went well, 20 things that you did right, and congratulate yourself for them. Celebrate your wins. 
It turns out that our brains are Pavlovian, just like dogs and little children that really respond to positive feedback and positive reinforcement. So too are our brains. So foster more good things by celebrating the goodness that's already in you. Once you've wrapped up that gratitude practice, that gratitude practice towards yourself, then I recommend setting your intentions for the new year. What's on deck for you this year? What do you hope to achieve and accomplish? They may be super grand or they may be small things like maybe you start a nighttime soothing routine. Maybe you commit to a year of soothing practices before bedtime in 2023, a writing practice, a breathing practice, five to 10 minutes of mindful meditation. Maybe you start taking a bath before bed, something that helps nourish you and support a good night's sleep. Because as I've mentioned on this podcast numerous times in the past, sleeping is not just rest. Sleep is so vitally important to your mental and emotional, physical and metabolic and cognitive health. Sleep is everything. So maybe you make it an intention for creating a nighttime soothing practice that helps support your mental, emotional and physical well-being by supporting sleep. Maybe you decide to start moving your body. Maybe you decide to initiate in a writing practice. I absolutely love writing. And as many of you know, I have kept a journal since age six, a practice that led to writing my book last year, Hungry for More. And that's actually going to be my uh, intention for the year. I'm going to start my morning pages again, which is making time. I'm going to commit to three days a week of starting my day by writing morning pages, a few pages every morning to clear my head and get myself ready for the day to come. So think about this intention setting in the last few months of 2022 and write down your intentions for 2023. I hope that you have a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you take time to nourish yourself, mind and body, and stay with us for the remainder of the year for our Health Bite podcasts that come out every Monday. If you've loved this episode, please share with a friend or a family member. And I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Health Bite. Until then, bye now.